This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. The best food in the world isn't on your typical delivery apps. It's right down the street in your very own neighborhood. With Chef, you can enjoy authentic dishes from over 90 different countries, freshly prepared by your local neighbors and delivered right to your door. With over 1 million dishes served, your local cooks spend hours preparing your meals with care plus attention you won't find anywhere else. Explore a world of flavor today at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Off The Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and today I'm just going to get right into it. I'm so happy to be joined by one of my favorite people on the planet. He constantly drags me. He's constantly basically just on my ass. Um, His name is Chris Lewis. He is my co-host on Shortcomings, the Sex and City podcast. That comes out, of course, every Wednesday. I'm just going to do a shameless plug. So hi, Chris. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I feel like I wake up on Monday mornings kind of exhausted from Sunday night television viewing. It's like the Sunday is no longer a day of rest. No, like I feel like I'm working. I mean, I thought I was truly going to die last week when they added Adele in. The Adele. I was like, my friend and I, we had to like organize how we were going to watch all of it. We were like, okay, are we going to start with Potomac? And then we're going to build. So we're going to do Adele and then we're going to do Salt Lake City. <laughs> I have to tell you, I'm exhausted, but I'm also like, I, it's great television. Like, it's not like I'm like feeling like, oh, I have to watch this. I think HBO could pick up the slack. I got some Insecure and Succession are really doing it for me this season. Insecure is not doing it for me, Chris. And I feel so and bad saying that. that's tough to say, because that's one of my favorites. It's still visually gorgeous. It's one of the most beautiful shows to look at. The actor's chemistry, amazing. But I don't know that I like the story they're attempting to tell as a final season. But we'll see. We've got five more. We're at the halfway point. It's I'm still just... having a lot of fun. Love seeing Nathan in his little underwear last night. <laughs> or by the way, this morning, because I watched it at like 4 a.m. with my eyes like half closed. <laughs> You know, bring back my king, Daniel. I love Daniel. Now, you know, I met him. What do you mean? He's filming or was this was this past summer. He was filming a show and he was filming a new Hulu show in Baltimore. And they were filming like right around the corner. Oh, my God. I live from the club, from the club, from the club on the street. He was in his own club on the street. (laughs) He was. So for people that don't know, Chris. I live on a very active street in Baltimore. A very active street. At any given time, 10, 2 p.m., 2 a.m., 
just a car pull up, speakers abounding. I live on the third floor. You don't think it would reach up here. (laughs) But it does. It does. It really gets going. I mean, once we were recording, just talking about like Carrie and Big, and all we heard was I'm every woman. Uh, Loud. Loud. Coming through the window just drowned both of us out. Chris and I have never laughed that hard. I mean, I laugh so much when we record shortcomings. Like I I leave recording and I'm just like, I'm like drained mentally and emotionally because of you. But I also just have the best time. It's so fun, but chaotic. <laughs> it's so fun. I don't know what we talk about. <laughs> when I go back and listen, I'm like, that is a wild ride. No, Chris, I get this text almost every time we're done recording. He'll text me and be like, what did we talk about? No <laughs> like, connective threads. Yeah, never. And you try so hard. You come in hot with that outline and it's so good and it's so detailed. And yet, But then all of a sudden I'm just like finding myself like, hey, remember in that one episode of Oprah, Oprah Winfrey show? And it's like, it's like, what? What? But I just wanted to say in terms of insecure, because I think it's very important in particular, like as a black person, like I really don't want to be out here saying anything bad about that show. Mm-hmm. I think it is still an incredibly watchable, funny, truly the most gorgeous show, one of the most gorgeous shows I've Beautiful. ever seen. Like every frame of it could be like just printed and hang it on my wall. Like, mm-hmm. however, it's just a level of is this the story I want? I don't know. But I am not Issa Rae and Prentice Penny. Shout out to his mom who freed Britney. Yeah. It's a great show. And, I, and I'm and i obsessed with Molly. You know, I am a Molly. You're definitely an Issa. I, you guys, if there were two people, like, we say, oh, I'm a Dizzy Carrie. Oh, I'm a Shar Shar. It's much closer to Molly and Issa. It's much closer to Molly and Issa. Woof, last night's episode when she told Nathan, she, I actually thought of you. I was like, oh, I could see that happening to Sam. Just outside on a bench, <laughs> lost dog, telling a man <laughs> she loves him and by mistake and just like, uh-oh. Ooh, that happened to me once. I, I knew it. I did tell him and, and I, I loved him on accident. I didn't know it, but I knew it. Yeah, I was like, oh. And he was like, huh? And I was like, I don't know. It happened. Well, I was told that once by, a, like, someone said it to me. God. And I replied to much like Nathan. I would kill for someone to tell me they love me on accident. You would be happy? I Yeah, it would just be nice to hear those words. I will actually, lips. let me say this. I did not reply as well as Nathan, who, like, kissed her and, like, gave her some affection. I pretended mm-hmm. I just did not hear it. And then went to the bathroom. Oh, my God, Chris. Yeah, Chris. I'm a Mr. Big. You, you guys, again, I'm going to plug shortcomings. Ooh, and actually, we'll be talking about that come 345. Yeah. Chris's defense of Big is sometimes it even shocks him. Like, you come okay, in no. and you know you're going to defend him. But the way that you just ride for him. Let's is... not be out here pretending I'm the only one with blind spots. Because I do believe you justified cheating in a recent recording. Saying I that basically, like, Miranda's a fucking bitch and she needed to fuck him more. <laughs> like, ugh. It's not... Hashtag feminism. It's like, this is not the 2021 feminist to take. We no, want. listen. But we never said shortcomings was a feminist podcast. No, no. But, okay, we're talking, let's talk about this really quick. Uh, okay. Is is this shortcomings? Is that, are we recording? <laughs> Do you want to just record, just get a twofer? I'm here. I'll open the outline. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, just really quick. Because you said that I defended cheating and that is not true. I'm not defending it. You were explaining it and defending the man who cheated. 
I think in a lot of situations, it's like one person is obviously wrong and doing something that they shouldn't. But I do think there's the exception. And in that case, it was Steve. No, I think that there's exceptions. Where like sometimes people just make mistakes. They make like one mistake. They've made so many fucking mistakes. Shout out to all the men listening. If you date Sam, mistakes will happen. (laughs) Your dick will just fall into someone. And cut to this recording when she tries to be angry. Yeah. Anyways, you and I both watched King Richard. Oh my God, obsessed. Did we truly both watch? You watched it last night, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I was just about to text you, but I looked at Instagram first and we were both posting about it at the exact same time. (laughs) We were both like Tony Goldwyn. (laughs) Okay, before we talk about the movie, I just want to talk for a moment about Tony Goldwyn. Okay, Absolutely. I, and I love an older gentleman. You know, but my number one is Daniel Day-Lewis. Number two, Michael B. Jordan. Well, that's... Number three, Michael Keaton. Um, let's move on. I love Michael Keaton. How, you is, see him in how is Michael B. Jordan sandwiched between... <laughs> it's, a, it's a wild list. But it is how I feel. God, I want to get my eyes on that list. Um, it lives only up here for fear oh, that okay. uh, it could be used against me in a court of law. <laughs> Um, but Tony okay. Goldwyn, guys, he bounced into this movie in a tennis short, mm. looking fresh as hell. He had a mustache during the pandemic. Ooh, mm. it was turning mm. me on. And of course, never forget Fitz on Scandal, which is, but honestly, never. I've had my eyes on him since Ghost. Oh, you weren't early. When I was but a wee Goldie. boy of three, like, ooh, Patrick Swayze, who? Yeah, you're like, Tony? I was like, uh, this is a Mr. Goldwyn. Stan account when I was three. <laughs> yeah, like when you said when he bounced up in those little shorts, I was like, we are in for a treat. Then he walked over to the house in a tracksuit at one point. Mm. And then like Dylan McDermott's like small little cameo with those yellow sunglasses puffing on that cigar. I was like, <gasps> John Bernthal is their future <gasps> coach. I mean, Smith, I genuinely like- didn't think like going into the movie, I was like, I'm going to be inspired. I, I'm not a sports person. Love a sports Obviously. movie. Remember Same. the Titans. Love. Miracle. Yes. Yeah, you know, Mighty Ducks. We all grew Mighty. up on them. Mighty Ducks. Space Jam. But it's rare that you turn one on and you're so aroused. Yeah, you texted me and you're like, you know, I wasn't I, expecting to be aroused during this during this film. And I was and like, I really was. You? I was like, get let's get these blue. I was like, Venus and Serena, who get them off the screen? <laughs> no, literally. But overall, I thought it was a beautiful movie. I, I don't think there's a chance in hell Will Smith is not winning an Oscar. He's the only mm-hmm. person standing in his way if he doesn't shut up about his weird book. Oh, yeah, that uh, press tour for that book is chaotic. Chaotic. And, you know, him and Jada are really it's entanglements, you know, and that there's a lot going on there. And it's that's just a lot. The one thing I will say about them, and it reminds me, and I can't remember who said this, about uh-huh. Kanye, and I don't agree with this at all because I think Kanye is oh. evil. But someone okay. said that right, we give space to white men to be crazy, um. and yet we treat Kanye, who is literally a madman, as if he's going to destroy the world. No, look, yeah. his run for presidency that was, was not good. That was crazy. But what I and I'm only going to extrapolate that out to Will and Jada is is mm-hmm. there are white celebrity couples who are weird as hell, and we no, don't right. really critique them in the same way of like what's going on with them it's like 
hey, they're just probably in an open relationship, which, by the way, I feel like we all knew, but now they're talking about it more openly. Yeah. And yet, because I think they're black and we love them, we want something else for them. And it's like, let them be weirdos. By the way, all famous people are fucking weird. Turn that eye on to Tom Cruise. <laughs> Don't come for me, Tom. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, Scientology? <laughs> <laughs> Leah Remini, help. Where's Michelle Visage? <laughs> No, literally. Michelle Visage? Isn't she? They're like good friends. They're hosting the Wendy Williams show right now. Oh my God. I thought you were trying to reference Sally Miscavige. Because you were like, where? (laughs) No, no, no. Where is she? And I was like, did you just get. If Michelle Visage Visage was also kidnapped by Scientology and David Miscavige, I would never stop laughing. I genuinely thought I was like, is he trying to. Because you said, where is? And I was like, is he talking about Sally? No, Shelly, I do know. But I if that would be quite a crossover if Scientology took down Michelle Visage. That's a tough name to say. Michelle Visage. Michelle, M- Michelle Visage. I don't, is it her real name? I don't know. Unclear. I don't think She's so. She's an icon. Icon. But back to King Richard. Back to King Richard. It was just a really, really beautiful movie. And I just think everyone should go see it. It's like, I think it's in theaters, but I watched and it on go, HBO we Max. Mean what we did, which is turn it on on HBO Max. Stream. <laughs> I mean, I did think about going, but then it was rainy outside yesterday. And I was like, yeah, you know, some things we can just get at our houses. Right. And the comfort and of I my own I just want to say, like, I'm a huge movie person, but this whole, like, Thing with directors who are like my movies were meant to be seen on the big screen it's like well sir your movie's gonna end up on tbs one day so mm-hmm. like we're in a pandemic did i really need to risk my life to go see tenet no i did <sighs> chris do you want to share your thoughts on spencer uh-oh <sighs> i'm giving you the floor i'm opening up because i'm i'm saying this because chris has some of the most thoughtful like articulate takes like you're so smart and none of way- them will be represented here yeah, none of none are represented on this podcast. But I'm just saying, like the way that you describe things, and like it, you you open my eyes so much to like ideas and like looking at things in a different way. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I mean, that's I, the only compliment you'll be getting today. I mean, you've seemed to give me quite a few. Well, because I love you genuinely. Yeah, you're all right. Yeah. Okay. Wellness check. Yeah. Well, really quick. Just if you don't listen to shortcomings, you should. But there. A girl DM'd me <laughs> and she said, she was like, I really love shortcomings. You and Chris are so funny, but I have to ask you, like, are you okay? Chris is like really hard on you sometimes. I was like, oh, that's just how he shows love. It is. <laughs> it is. And we laughed it about it. Jokes are, jokes are, jokes are love. Yeah. That but, roasting um, is our love language. But yeah. so Chris saw Spencer and he has some thoughts. I just, I look first and foremost. I like Kristen Stewart. I like her as a celebrity a great deal. I think she's an interesting, she often has an interesting perspective. I don't think she has been a great actress in most things. However, she's been really good in some things. Okay. This is an example of her being both awful in a movie and Mm -hmm. very good. There are scenes where I think she's genuinely great. There are other scenes where truly it's like, if I was behaved, if they had hired me to be Princess Diana, <laughs> shockingly bad, shockingly. <laughs> but more than taking offense to her, I take offense mm-hmm. to the movie and this idea of Princess Diana as yes. wholly tragic, which, uh, which like, first and foremost, 
this is a gorgeous white woman who married into the royal family. Yes, she who died. Who is royalty herself, Yes, yes, she died earlier than she should have, and that is very tragic. But I don't know that this is someone we need to be painting as, like, the ultimate portrait of suffering. Right. She's fine. So this movie just has, is in love with the idea of her as sad, lonely, put upon Diana. When, when are we going to get the depiction of Diana who was cheating with a hot redheaded man going to gay bars with Freddie Mercury and Elton John, Mm -hmm. becoming a gay icon, hugging kids with AIDS? You know, this is like, she was an impactful person. And at the end of the day, she, for what we understand, hated the royal family. So it kind of sucks that every depiction of her frames her in relationship to them. We need to see her out and about having a good time before, you know, she passed. And I do have hopes for season five of The Crown doing that. We've seen her in the revenge dress. So obviously this is going to be a bit after the divorce, but before she passes. And I just hope that we get the Diana that really inspired all the love we have now rather than season four of The Crown, which I thought Emma Corrin was great. Did a lot of like backwards glances. Always glancing. Always over the shoulder. Yep. (laughs) No, I totally agree with you. And I'm really excited because you and I are huge fans of The Crown. But I'm really excited for like the depiction of, I think they'll do Princess Diana justice in the way we want. I hope so. I just like, this woman was a baddie. Well, I get it. Like she had her struggles and there was obviously issues. But like, that's not all of Diana. That's not who she was and only. Nor is it also the most compelling new take on her, right? I feel like we've had like three depictions of her this in the past like three years. Yeah. And so for this to be the last, by the way, we've got another one coming next year. So for this to be just one of many, it's like, oh my God, we're doing sad Diana again. I know. And then for this goddamn movie, spoiler alert, to end with Princess Diana, Charles and William is that his name? Prince Charles William. Charles and William? William and Charles? Harry. William and Harry. I was like, Charles and William. <laughs> <laughs> For this movie to end with Princess Diana, William and Harry on the side of a goddamn road eating KFC like Lisa Barlow, Henry, and Jack. Disgusting. Wow. It was I- giving Lisa Barlow energy. She's, they're truly just eating on a giant 80s KFC boxes. It's like, mm. what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, like that's not something we need. And also that comparison is spot on. <laughs> Hi, baby gorgeous. Hi, baby gorgeous. Um, Yeah, just really wanted to get your take out there to the people. I feel like that's very sure, important. Sure, just Conte. a lot more things at me and I'll just rant nonsensically about them. Is that what you trapped me into doing? Exactly. Okay. That's why you're here. Let's talk about Potomac Part 3 Reunion. You mean the annihilation of Wendy Osefo? Yes. So Chris is a notorious Wendy... Hater. Hater. <laughs> no, I was a, no, I was a stan her first season. I used to follow Dr. Wendy. And you okay. know I don't follow any of these goddamn housewives. I don't like them littering my feed. If I follow a housewife, it means I love them. There yes. are ones I love I don't follow. I don't follow Nini. Just because it got oh. a little dark there. Yeah. Not even before, the, not with Greg passing, but before that, with a lot of the 
you know, her just sitting in a hotel lobby screaming about racism. I was like, this is really weird. Yeah, you're like, this is taking a turn. So um, you followed Wendy. So there was a point where you loved I, her. I loved her. I've Guys, I've met Dr. Wendy. Because you are in the area. Like, you yeah, are a locale. I, Mia lives but a stone's throw from me. And you love Mia. That is something we need to discuss today. But I, I loved Dr. Wendy. I thought Dr. Wendy was a great addition last year. I mm-hmm. think that, and I'm, I hope we get there in part four, but I don't think we will. Ultimately, I think the problem with her is that she is acting this season. Is that she is like, she is behaving as if this is how she thinks a real housewife should behave. And yeah. that might work on another cast. But on the whole, I think in Potomac, what makes that show so wonderful is, is that all of those women are themselves in their own particular maniac way. Yeah. Like, Giselle is hate, love her or hate her. I happen to love her. I don't think that's her acting. She's been no, I- the exact same since day one. Robin's been sleepy and occasionally aggressive. Ashley, I mean, I fell in love with Ashley when she was on those swings with just saying like Robin had 20 cents in the bank in, back in season one. God level work from Ashley Darby since day one. Candace, a mess. Karen, a drunk and a huckster. Wendy, I thought that was her last season. And this season, it's like we're just it's a whole different person. Yeah. And I, I did like her at points throughout the season. And I should add, I think she's one of the most stunning women I've Beautiful. ever seen on television. I mean, yeah. some of her confessional looks right up there with Kenya, Cynthia, some of the best. Yeah. Basically stunning just the women of Atlanta. So basically, yeah. I really only think that the black women of the Housewives are pretty. The rest of them are monsters. Well, I think the Real Houses of Potomac is the most beautiful cast, like, across the board. Stunning. Stunning gorgeous. Hi, baby gorgeous. So what did you, what did you think? So, okay. You know, I like Wendy a lot. I do. do. I like her a lot. I don't. They sold out, which makes me feel like there was only 10 in stock. And also, can we just talk for a second? Does anyone want a nine wick candle? At a certain point, aren't too many wicks a bad thing? I just feel like that's just a lot. It's like, a, lot a lot of wicks, right? It's a lot. Like, I just don't. It's not something I've ever... Would you all nine at the same time? Or well, you got to burn it evenly. You, yeah. It just doesn't seem like it would evenly distribute. Yeah. I, it's just nine not... Wicks. It's not something I'm I'm here for. But Wendy, throughout the season, I it was, like, very up and down with me. I was very, like, on her side. Then I was like, something just feels off. And there's something about, like... There's just a feeling that I think Housewives fans get, especially when you have been watching for such a long time, where you can see when something isn't genuine. And you can't, like, necessarily, like, put your finger on, like, what it is or, like, but you could, it's, like, a feeling. And her performance at this reunion is truly... Cringy. Cringe. Her trying to make moments is, like, and even you can tell on Candace's face, she's, like, She literally said to Wendy, I don't know if anyone caught, I mean, I'm sure people caught this, but she said to Wendy, she was like, land the plane. Like you, you, you're going in, like you're not making sense. And like, I think Wendy has good points, but is trying to make things such a moment that she's missing it completely. Like also this idea that Ashley, Robin and Giselle were like coming for her plastic surgery 
they weren't really coming for that. They were coming for this new behavior. Yes. And so I wish that we had landed the plane there of like, what we really mean is, is that right. you're one way season one and you're, you're like a different human. Yeah. Season two, not body wise, but you're yelling, you're reading, you're coming up with nicknames left and right. Zen, when, when day, yeah. chill. Yeah. And the one thing I'll say is, is Giselle is never more powerful than at a reunion because during the season, I think sometimes her stoic nature can come off as slightly annoying to fans yeah. because I think she's just not engaging in the way that people would like her. However, what she does at reunions where she doesn't really engage with you, if you're screaming at her, it makes the other person look insane unhinged because it happened it would happen with monique it's happened with karen she just kind of sits there and you're like well why are you so mad this other person doesn't seem to care about you at all yeah giselle genuinely doesn't give a fuck because giselle's like i'm gonna be here longer than you because she you're acting be the like a most fool unbothered housewife of all time it's like people lob accusations at her and she takes them she, but the thing about giselle is like it's i don't think this is an act no i think she's an emotionally stunted person well yeah People, I remember last year during the whole Monique Binder thing, they were like, she was left speechless. I'm like, I don't think so. I think she genuinely didn't care. And Candace came on the podcast and said that to me, basically. She and was I like, I think she sleeps really well at night. Just <laughs> she does not give a fuck. And when Wendy was yelling, toss your salad over, and I, I had was to like, turn it are, off. It was like, I'm starting like, you're to, missing like, the fuck. Like, head. you're. Well, it's like, I get what she's trying to say, but she's not like getting there. And I'm like, I want you to like, get this point out because it is annoying that Mia is so concerned or, you know, says comments like girls are jealous of me. Girls are insecure. And your husband can't even look me in the eyes. She, it's like, Oh, it just really frustrated me. This whole Wendy thing. Even Andy was like, Andy was, okay, we have to move on. Andy was like, these receipts are so embarrassing. I think he just looked at her at one point and was like, I don't think this is proving what you think it is. He literally said that. He was like, this is not doing what you think it's doing. And we have to talk about Candace for one second. Because no housewife do I go crazy and like hate. And then a second later, I'm like, damn it, if she's not like making me laugh. Oh, guys, the text messages I get from Chris Lewis about Candace. He'll be like, she really needs to relax, Sam. She's doing too much. And then the next text is like, God, she's hilarious. One second later, I'm like, she's the funniest human and damn if I don't love her. (laughs) But one thing I do, and I think she said this to you, and I thought it was truly a really smart thing to say as a housewife. And she was talking to fans where Mm -hmm. she said, where they accused her of not having a storyline. And she said, but here's the thing. My storyline is my relationship with the other women. All We are all each other's storylines. So then for her this season to be screaming at Ashley, like, bitch, you don't have a fucking storyline. You're on your storyline. It's like, but hold on. You said something so smart and nuanced a few weeks ago. Come on. It, it was same with this, this whole thing where she's like, how dare you all for saying this about me? I don't use my mouth in any way that's different than any of you. I'm just better at it than all of you. It's like, well, hold on. You just literally created a... Dis- Mm-hmm. I don't do anything different. I'm just better at it and meaner. It's like, well, hold on. Yeah. No, I get I get what you're saying. I love her. You I know, love her. I, she, I love her way, too. She's one of the only housewives I follow. That's, I mean, what's Following that Following Candy Gal down to the gonna... minute, you know, hashtag vote, hashtag we flip the Senate. <laughs> Guys, okay. look at her. Every single post she posts ends with the hashtag, hashtag vote, hashtag we flip the Senate. I don't know if she's encouraging voting in the midterms. Or if it's it, left over from an old post, but I love it. It's just like stream deep space, hashtag vote, hashtag we flip the Senate. 
No, really. And Chris Bassett. No man do I find more attractive in one minute. Much like Candace, I'm like stunning. And then a second later, I'm like, he might be a troll. I love angle to angle. I love him at reunions. Like, I think he brings up really good points at reunions. Like, I loved him at reunions past. He seemed a bit too tipsy here. He was giving me like Denise at that virtual reunion when she was just like slumped over in her chair. Oh, God, when she was slurring. Just like. Yeah, and, like, it's just, I feel bad for him because he's, like, I don't understand, like, why you all think that I, like, lived under a bridge. Well, because that's how the producers have portrayed him. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't think that's our fault. I don't think that's our fault. I wanted right. to turn to him and be like, buddy, you've seen the show. Every single right. time we see you, they have a tick underneath that's, like, 501 and you're pouring a maker's mark. It's like, yeah, I know, and he made that, like, charcuterie little charcuterie. Board not working. <laughs> Okay, one thing I do want to say is Ashley's hatred of G is wild. To I me. love G. I I don't love him. I think now when they flashed out his behavior at that Chesapeake house, it was making me laugh. I it's forgot. funny. It's funny. It's weird. He's it's a, so he's, fucking he's weird. A weirdo. He's a weird guy. But I thought his apology was perhaps the only genuine sweet apology I've ever seen on Potomac. I, well, did you see Ashley's face? She was Ashley like, oh. genuinely was like, hmm, I don't think I've ever heard that before. Yes, she certainly, was like, oh, wow. Certainly not if I don't like scream, have to scream, but, yell, and beg for it. But to say like Michael has never done something like that, I was like, babe, he's been on camera touching men's asses. Like, are you okay? Well, and Andy kind of dragged him. I thought that was a little rude. <laughs> Drag two. Um, poor, I, I don't. I hate Michael Darby, his golem looking ass. But okay. I did think it was a little tough to just so quickly have it his palms. Well, he did say he wanted to suck Juan's dick. Well, uh, I don't know if I mean this. It came needs out to just be, so quickly. I was like, this ah, needs okay. to be noted that for years Michael said that he never said that, and now Ashley's like, yeah, he said that. He I was said like, it, but he doesn't remember. I know. I'm like, oh, so when he was yelling at Robin, saying that she was so drunk, she doesn't remember anything. That was such a good fucking reunion. That one where they're all in white. <sighs> I, could, I watched that reunion like once a month. Season four of Potomac was top tier housewives. Guys, go back and watch it. It's one of the it's best. It's so good. It's so, so good. Nicki Minaj thoughts. Be careful. The barbs might come for you. <sighs> Look, I love I really appreciate Nikki as a musical artist. I think it is a little tough given the context of everything that is currently going on on Nikki's life to have her at a reunion. Obviously, she's not discussing COVID, but for them to be discussing things with someone, their husbands, like, right, Potomac, this, and particularly this season, is so much about their relationships and their husbands and just like, Guys, everything that's and I'm not saying anything about the allegations because mm-hmm. they're disgusting. And I think that if you want to understand them, you should go and read about them, not hear my like half hearted attempt right. to remember all the details, but they're yeah. dark and disgusting. Yeah, very. And so to have her there like questioning Michael Darby, talking about Eddie and butt models, I think is coming. It's like it's yes. just but look. Was it also thrilling just to see one of our leading pop stars to roll onto the set of a reunion? Kind of. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I think this is disgusting for them to give her a platform. And then <laughs> she not. came out and I was and like, it, 
damn it if Chris, I'm not having fun. Chris, you and I, I'm like, we are so similar sometimes because I had the exact same opinion. I was like, it's kind of jumping the shark a little bit, like bringing someone on like this. It's Nicki Minaj with everything that's going on in her life right now and COVID and the, her husband. Like, I don't get it. The moment she walked out, I was like, I was like, wow, we have a star amongst us. I was us. thrilled. I was like, Auntie Anna and Minaj I appreciated that she didn't take one second to get in there. I mean, oh. her first question might be her rudest one. Her? And I loved her delivery of that line about like, you can bring your breast milk up here to get my camera time. I was and, like, what's And happening? the camera just like shot Candace and Candace was like, oh, Candace defended Ashley in that moment. I think Which, that might be why they were able to go out for that drink after because Candace was like, look, we do need to work. Yeah, Candace was like, this is like our job. But I loved when Nicki I'm Minaj like scared. showed up and she was just like, I love you all. I think you're all beautiful. I will say she'd probably be a good manager because even with Ashley, she started with the positive. She said, I mm-hmm. love seeing you with your boys. With that said. And now maybe she'll close like, you know, they say you're supposed to do a compliment critique a shit compliment. Sandwich. So like, maybe she'll. Yeah. And I with don't... like, and I think your relationship with your mom has really improved. It's like we just have to sit some some nonsense in the middle mm-hmm. there. Oh, I want. But I'm scared for part four. It looks scary. I... It looks really overwhelming. When Candace was asked to sing and she didn't want to, I I'm guess... scared. You know what really makes me nervous is like Potomac fandom, especially on Twitter, is so toxic. I actually have the hashtag R-H-O-P muted because it's so dark for me. Do you think it's the most toxic one or would you say yes. it's Beverly Hills worse? This is so much more toxic. Really? Yes. And now with Nicki Minaj and the barbs, I'm like, the, oh, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, the barbs. Well, everybody like, should stay off Twitter next Sunday. It's, yeah, like it's going to be, be wild. But I need to say this again. I need to reiterate Robin needs to leave Juan Dixon. I disagree. cannot fucking stand him. Disagree. He, no, Chris. Disagree. He doesn't show up for things. I he doesn't support agree. her. He doesn't love her. Like, disagree. she's clearly not happy. He's a nice She's guy. like, we're getting married at some point. Like, what the fuck, Robin? Like, you're so much better than this. He's a fun-loving gentleman. Chris. I love him. You're just saying that because you think he's hot. He's hot, but also I think he just doesn't want to be on camera. But I thought it was nice when he was trying to like, you know. But you don't think it's weird. Maybe it's not even him. Maybe it's Robin. Like Robin is like clearly not that into this relationship. I think that they have a lot of pain between each other. I think they're trauma bonded. Yeah, I think that even if, right, like, and also wasn't it, I think it was revealed last season when they went to her family, like. He is a part of their family. Like, yeah. even if they were to divorce, mm-hmm. like, his Robin's parents are, like, his parents because his parents passed away. It's, like, mm-hmm. they're entwined. They They've have known each kids. other since high school. It's, like, they're fucking in it, right? And like, I get that. And that makes me have, a, like, like, a lot of, like, empathy towards them as a couple. Like, I think that they really do have love there. I don't think they should be together. I think it's compelling to watch. It's kind of like how I would say about Grey's Anatomy. I don't think Owen and Christina are a good couple, but I always love watching them, even though they're very destructive. Chris, I don't think this is compelling anymore. It's been six seasons of the same thing. You don't think it's just like fun to watch like two people who like obviously hate each other trying to like get together in their house. 
not really because he's never even seasonal depression he's not even like on screen and when he is i'm not thrilled with his presence like he doesn't give me good vibes so right i don't know i think he's like a nice guy i like watching him trying to mediate between chris bassett and michael darby i think he's a guy's guy i think michael darby knows something about one i think he'd like to if you know what i'm saying i think there's like I don't know. Well, this is an interesting. If we had to do, and why, by the way, I think we probably will end up with this one day, given how, like, the house husbands are becoming such an integral part of all the shows, it seems. Okay. Real house, what, real house husbands, ultimate boys trip. Who are you sending? Oh, my God. How many people do I get to send? Six? How many did we, how many do we have on, we've got Kenya, Cynthia, Cynthia two from Jersey. Do we just Seven. have five? Seven. Seven. Okay. <laughs> I was like, is it five? Seven. All right, so okay. you get seven house husbands. Who you send in? Of all time or current? All time. No, you can pull pull from anywhere. Okay. Jorgerga. You're just gonna send all the Jersey husbands plus two. No, aren't I'm you? not. Oh god. No, I'm not sending. I know Evan. who you're sending. I'm not sending Bill. I know who you're sending next. Who? Your beloved. Which one, Evan? Frank Catania. Oh, of course. Yeah. They would be my two from Jersey, Frank okay. and Joe. I just send Frank and Joe Gorga. I would send Mauricio. I guess he's got to get... Can't we just use Mauricio to get the house and then he's zooming in like he is currently on Girls Trip? I don't think we I need think him. I think All he's right, fun. All right, this is your list. Mario. Okay. Um, Mario, I would love, you know... Oh, I- you know who else you need in there. You're messy king. You know you want PK. PK? So, okay, let's start over. Frank, Joe, PK, Mauricio, Mario, Peter. Okay. And Apollo. Okay. Would that be fun? I would do Peter for sure. You gotta have... Peter, I am so sexually attracted to Peter. He's gorge. Gorge. I gotta go to bar one, actually, in Baltimore. I'm sure he's there. Just opened. Gotta have Peter. I would definitely want Joe Gorga in there. Okay. Harry Dubin. Oh. Shits and giggles. Why not? Throw Shits him in. Shits and giggles. Yeah. Um, Jim He's Bellino. Fun. Jim Marchese. <gasps> I'm kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm taking the no, 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 Jim Marchese. Okay. Heather DeBro's husband. Oh, Terry. He would Terry. be great. He's messy. Remember yeah. when he screamed like, and that's a penis. Yeah. He's like, you know what we call, <laughs> you know that term in medicine, we call that a penis. And somebody for drinks. Frank Catania, I guess, could hang around. Yeah, he's a good time. Yeah. Wow, I feel like that should be a show. If the second season of Ultimate Housewives or whatever the fuck these are called is like just the dregs and the people they fired, I think we're bro- we're getting to the house husbands on like yeah. a boat at some point. Okay, who is your favorite housewife of all time? Nene. Who's your like least favorite housewife of all time? <sighs> In terms of who genuinely annoyed me to, like, the point where I could not watch the show, yeah. Megan King Edmonds. Wow. I really could not stand to, like, there was something so agitating about her. And, you know, I am a Vicky apologist. It, guys, it's getting harder. By the way, no. so are you, Sam. I know. We can talk about it. So it was just a little tough when she was going up against Miguel. And, guys, I know she's done a lot. And I know I... she's, like, a COVID denier and won't get vaccinated. And voted for Trump twice. But I don't think <laughs> she was in that. She's done a lot, I but I don't we were with her when her mom knew. died. 
I don't think Vicky was in on Brooks's cancer like people want to think she was. I, I think she just like blindly loved him. But you know, there have been so many hateable housewives, but Megan King Edmonds really like, when you shocking. when you asked that question, I flashed her immediately. So that's why I had to say her. I hated a few of the Beverly Hills women who, you know, have been been around, like, the one and dones. They've, oh, Teddy. Oh, fuck. She was really, she, yeah. Teddy, actually, th- justice for Megan King Edmonds, for, from myself. Yeah. She at least had a purpose. Yeah. Teddy. Worst. Bottom of the barrel. Should never have been on television. Should probably be in jail. I once Venmoed her a dollar to leave the show. She did not accept it. Okay. Um, <laughs> who do you think is the prettiest housewife? Of all time. <sighs> Cynthia? Okay. I mean, Cynthia, Garcelle. Who do you think is the toughest? Kenya. I mean, God, Kenya on Girls Trip right now <gasps> is... Oh, Melissa Gorga. I mean, some of these women, are they're stars. They're beautiful. Who was that one and done one who fought with Nini and Nini said her clip fell off her body? <laughs> She was gorgeous. Claudia Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> when Nini does your favorite thing where she goes, whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, Portia, I think, is stunned. I mean, all the oh, Atlanta wow. women. I mean, Giselle, Robin. I think Candace is stunning. Candace is beautiful. That body. Oh, her body. It doesn't get discussed enough. Ashley's body. Ashley's, I mean, Ashley's a stunner. Gorge. Are you going to watch Portia's spinoff? You know, Portia is probably my second or third favorite housewife of all time. And yet the further she's away from us, the more I'm not caring. Yeah. I'm like, if if it had aired immediately after last season, mm-hmm. I would have been the person there. I mean, I watched every episode of like Portia's having a baby where she was just <laughs> like thrown on a chaise lounge eating pickles and hot dogs and i thought it was compelling television yeah. but what now was... it's like ew, she's not coming back next season i i think i feel like and i'm like and let's be honest i was a little sad when it was called real housewives of atlanta portia's family matters or whatever the fuck it's called yeah i thought oh well then they heard they know this isn't lasting they're not they're hitching its wagon to atlanta mm-hmm. if it was just called portia's family matters is that what it's called yes then I thought, okay, this is, they think this is going to last a while. Got the it. The fact that it's the Real Housewives of Atlanta, Portia's Family Matters. I was like, first of all, this is a fucking mouthful. It is. I love these fire round questions because you give great answers, like very thoughtful answers. About things that require no thought. Yeah, I love it. What are, what is like your top like three favorite moments on Housewives? Like that you just think are so funny or so touching or so amazing. Like what? I mean, my top moment is probably, and this is going to show that like Atlanta is my favorite franchise because I just flashed to two immediately and they're both Atlanta. Yeah. This isn't on the show, but I don't think there is anything better than Kim calling in to watch what happens live and her and Nini just fighting for like 12 minutes. I would, I watched that live like when it was on. I was like transcribing it as it was. There was (laughs) nothing like it. Like, like Andy was, was literally what like happens live was like good. Like Andy I don't know. was genuinely like what? <laughs> was, I wish the show Watch What Happens Live still had that freight train quality of like yeah. anything can go. Yeah. It's just become more mature now. Now it's like it used to just truly be like, well, we're just well, going to the internet and Kim can I, call in from the Bahamas. <laughs> well, also I feel like now the 
the people that go on it, like Bravo celebrities, they're like so media trained. And by like they're their so PR. trying to get across whatever narrative from the show yeah, they want. Yeah, and I'm just Whereas like, it used to just be like Nini's gonna go on, get drunk, and <laughs> like scream. Yeah, and it was amazing. My other favorite moment yeah. would be Portia, um, not Portia, Phaedra, and her son in the car. I think it's Dylan, and they're oh he's, she's taking him to school for the, her his first day, and he says, "I'll always be your baby." Chris, you just gave me chills. It's like I could watch it a million times. I watched times. it when, when, oh my God, when she's like, well, you're my baby. And he's like, well, I'll always be your baby. I'm like, yeah, he will always those be Those kids of are her. like fully grown up now. It's I very can't weird. I can see them and they're so fucking cute. They're so cute. Then I after love that, them. you know, if I'm in a Potomac place, will anything ever be as shocking as the first time we saw that mine bop down the street? Oh my God. And Karen goes, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> and she's just screaming at Giselle, you are a hot mess, basic, get yourself together, which I feel I say to you almost every morning. Every morning. That's like what you text me. It's copy and paste. Yeah. yeah. What would you say? What are your favorites? Oh, my God. Well, the thing that flashes to me, and it maybe not of all time, but it's just immediately what I thought of, is when, <laughs> when they're in Cannes. And they're all in the lobby of the hotel in Potomac. <laughs> you look like you've got. You look like you're ready to go for a walk. And the camera pans to everyone's shoes, and then you just hear Giselle go, "Carrie, you look like you're ready to walk around." <laughs> That's a great moment. <laughs> and it's she's in these like. <laughs> and it's funny sneakers. because I feel like these are the moment, right? Like I would put that up to me. Giselle saying that is funnier than Luann in the bush. Oh, it's so funny. The one-off moments for me are the best. Like the the moment of the smalls, the talls versus the smalls on Real Housewives of Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta <laughs> when, is just the when best. Phaedra can when Phaedra Candy and Sheree are in that safari, and the guy goes, "There's three giraffes over there," <laughs> and Phaedra goes, "It's Cynthia, Nini, and Marlo." I cry laughing or when, or when she Marla's calls, like throwing all the cash around the club and some uh, and and, and just just grabbing it and <laughs> stuffing it in her breasts it's so, so funny. funny or even like the little moments on new york when ramona comes out and she's in that yellow bikini and her clear heels and she's like strutting around the pool and, and at one Bethany point she and like, are like and winks and just goes i only want to hear positive things okay and Bethany is like, then I keep my mouth shut. Like, it's those moments. Oh, the, one of the most touching moments, though, is for me is when Carol and Dorinda go to London together and Carol gets the urn. Carol's such a fucking bitch. All right. I love Dorinda. No, do I? I don't, yeah, I love Dorinda. You don't like Carol? No, I really thought Carol came off wow. very poorly in that Um, Not All Diamonds and Rosé. Really? Yeah. It just really made me reframe her. And by the way, I used to be like a Carol fan. We like followed each other on Twitter. We oh. would DM. Like oh Carol. My. Yeah, I liked Carol back in the day. Like when she first started and she was like just a plucky girl in that yellow dress roaming around. Yeah, I love I love Carol. But the longer she was with us, the more monstrous she became. Well, I think you and know how I feel with about- the show. Yeah. Like I it think- just became like she couldn't get out of it which by the way i'm sure i would too it would be how are people how am i being perceived what's going on it jill it happened to jill too yeah oh jill but no i love um so many good moments you i you know i haven't gone back and watched some old roni in a while and maybe i should because that last season really just left me with like what even is this show but you know i can't wait for jersey the best i've been watching old jersey or not old jersey but like marge on 
Marge deserves the credit Dorinda gets of like re. I feel like people say Dorinda reinvigorated New York or brought yes. this new energy because she fit so well. Marge did that because Jersey was dead on the vine. It was. I completely agree. And, Marge and then plugged in in her pigtails, and she kept. She's yeah. keeping people alive. She's keeping Teresa on she her feet. She is. And you know what? Jersey's, I think, the most underrated show now. It's consistent now. also. It's consistent. Since But Marge it's so died. underrated. Like, think I think so? for a while. Yes. Like, I don't see people talking about Jersey as much as they talk about any other franchise. I miss it. Like, when Jersey's not on, I, I miss Jersey the way I miss Atlanta and Potomac. Like, I'm yeah. not really missing Beverly Hills right now. I feel like we had a great season. I look I forward to whatever they have. I needed but a breath. None of those women love them all as I do. Mm-hmm. Even my two favorites, Garcelle and Sutton, they don't have that kind of homey, yeah. I knowable quality. And maybe it's because I don't live on the West Coast. Yeah. In Jersey, Atlanta, Potomac. I'm in Potomac, basically. Right. I'm like, you live I'm there. Fucking, I, there's Giselle right there. They feel so much like. Oh my god, why aren't they back? I miss them. Yeah, I love like, them. I just want to be in Dolores' backyard with some meatballs and her mom. <sighs> I want to sit in the driveway smoking cigs with her mom. I want to see Jackie just throw that Amazon box and rip it open with a paper cutter. But <laughs> <laughs> she just threw that box on the ground. I was like, I was on I the love side when she was like, Yeah, it was a pizza party. But when she ripped that Amazon box, I was like, Okay, this is fucking weird. Jennifer's right. It was like a like I got it, a pizza party, but also like but- but to just order on Amazon a bunch of presents for the kids and the way you presented it was to open the box tough. and throw it at the end of the Real driveway tough. and say, like, here you go, you mongrels. I was like, what's happening? Yeah. And Jennifer was like, oh, this is. And I love Jennifer. The only I... one on Jersey I don't like is Jackie. I've never felt so Yeah, far. you don't. You like don't last like Jackie. season, I was like, I understand Jackie to be right, but she's also unlikable. So she's right. got to work on that last part because you can be right. But unlikable is always what's going to matter the most. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. But Teresa's watchable. That's how I feel about Whitney on Salt Lake City. You think Whitney's unlikable? I really have a hard time with Whitney. I have the fucking chills, fraud. I, She's I giving like, us everything. I know. But like, I also find I feel like, really do you annoying. think you could turn your opinion now moving forward post I have the fucking chills? Or actually, I did find her slightly unlikable last night when she's going after me. annoying. Yeah, like leave Mary alone. She fucking hates you. Mary hates everyone. Mary was making me laugh. And can we Mary okay, is funny. we are we've been here way too long. But and I do need to like at some point go do my real job. I know. However, we do have to talk about for at least 20 minutes a scene that I think they forgot was put in. Mary truly looking directly in the camera. What? At one point, she's like getting ready in her like later hosen or whatever you call that. And they are watching her get ready. And she truly stares directly in the camera and just says like, you know, I've been talking to myself a lot since this pandemic started. <laughs> I was like, did they mean to leave this in? Oh, my God. I was and it, she it, it, it is the weirdest. And it lasts about 30 seconds. And it's like she's in a testimonial, but getting ready. That's bizarre. And she's like, I don't want to go out there. That's seriously bizarre. And then she apologizes and looks directly into the camera and they left it in. They were like, you know what? We can't control this woman. Wow. Salt Lake City is giving now. It wasn't, but now it is. I worry just because I really do think there's some strange racial dynamics that are not going to be able to be talked about well enough because Mary's the only black woman there. And so I'm not sure she'll be, and nor do I think Mary is equipped to have this conversation of at least for me and my understanding of the church my family went to, 
I think that it was completely understood that, yeah, we are paying for this pastor's lifestyle. Like, yeah. where else is the money going for this? Like, right? There's only so much that the physical church costs. Right. And he lives in, like, right? That well, is a part of tithing and making a gift and to be a part of a church right. is supporting the person. So I don't know if it's a different dynamic because of, I've never been to a white church and I don't go to black church anymore. But I well, think these women need to be very careful about how they talk about it because it could be very disrespectful. I think I have a hard time. Mormons. I have a hard time with people talking about Mary's church being a cult because I'm like, when the backdrop is Mormonism, that's crazy. And look, let's be honest. All all organized religion are a little cultish, right? Like it's a just little, I, I'm just a little. It just feels it just feels a little gross yeah so like I, it just I, feels I, a little gross to me i don't enjoy that but i did like a, i watched a little of uh, meredith on watch what happens live and andy asked her about the three hundred thousand dollars and she said if it wasn't coerced then it was a charitable donation that is right. between him and his accountant oh, and he passed away well and we'll never <laughs> we may never know but yeah. i i think Soul Lake city could pick itself up but it's not I didn't like the first season as much as everyone else. I thought Mary was an icon, but I thought I think we were just all in a pandemic and we were really just like it was something new. It was like down a, new... a dead river, just like and I'll take I anything. Think, I think what was so exciting about it was that we didn't know anything about any of the women. We didn't know any of the storyline. When Mary said you smelled like hospital, I was like, we are in for a fucking treat. Uh, that's true. And I do think they have some interesting characters like Right. Lisa Barlow would absolutely fit on like she is a good housewife. Yeah. Whitney, I'm not 100 percent sure if she's a good housewife or just a nice person to like watch. She almost reminds me of how I felt about watching Dallas a lot of the time where I didn't think that those women were good housewives. I just thought yeah. they were like some of them were compelling enough. Yeah. And then just racism just ran rampant and <laughs> took that show oh, down. Gosh. Yeah, that was. Dallas. And then we saw Brandy on that mirrored Zoom and. <laughs> tough to be the fat last look at that show yeah that's tough well this has been fun yeah thank you chris so <laughs> much for chatting tell everybody where they can find you obviously you can follow me on instagram and i guess you could follow me on twitter even though i don't really tweet both at CeeLo is 1219 but i'm not doing that much on twitter remember when you were giving people the wrong handle <laughs> For yeah, like ever. People are like, we can't find you. Someone messaged me recently and they were like, I'm catching up. And it took me a long time to find you on Instagram because I was saying the wrong handle. Every it's week it upsetting. changes. And uh, listen to Shortcomings. If you like this conversation, yeah. maybe you'd like us talking about Sex in the City. Every Wednesday. Yeah. We're going to cover it in Just Like That, the upcoming revival. That'll be of really course. fun. It'll can't so wait. Fun. Starts in a few weeks. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And of course, you can use code HOTM to get 20% off at thedip.com. And you can check out everything that's going on over there. And then, of course, you know, like Chris said, listen to shortcomings. There's amazing podcasts brought to you by The Dip over Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen. Listen to Hot Off the Bow. Oh. This is Hot Off the Welcome. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Love you all. And I'll see you guys over on the gram. Bye. Big tobacco cigarette butts filter practically nothing and are made of microplastics that are toxic and cunning. More than 15,000 fibers lurk in every cigarette butt you see. Could they harm your families? Quite possibly. They could end up inside of you, your bodies, their prey. 
New studies even indicate possible links to mutations in DNA. An evil lie with the future's worth of harm. To the world, now you know. So sound the alarm. Learn more at undo.org. You know those cigarette butts that you see every day? They're made of microplastics and they line our streets and waterways. On California beaches, they're the number one plastic you'll find. Over 35 years, cleanups have collected millions combined. But no matter where you see them, they're all getting smaller, eventually leaching into our food, our air, our water. The tobacco industry's to blame for all of the harm that they do. For the harm to the people we love, and the harm to you too. Learn more at undo.org.